Hi guys, so glad you are here today. I'm excited for you to listen to our conversation, but before we get started, I just wanted to remind you guys to subscribe to the Glory Everyday podcast. So whatever platform you're using, subscribe to it. You'll get a notification each week when a new episode drops. And then if you would, rate it and review it. I would love it. It would be really helpful. And that helps the podcast get seen more, the more reviews and ratings it gets. So I hope you're excited to listen today. Hey, this is Glory Every Day, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kayla Turner. Join me each week as I talk with a friend about how God is at work in our lives for His glory. I love to tell stories, laugh, and accidentally cry often. My hope is that hearing these conversations will encourage you with fresh eyes to see how God is at work in your own life for His glory. Because whether you are cleaning a bathroom, working at your computer, or having coffee with a friend, God can be glorified in all of it. Jordan, it is so good to talk to you. It has been so long. I know. It's been good. It's good to see you too, Kayla. We were really trying to figure out, because this is our first uh, recorded remotely conversation, and so I was like insistent that it be on FaceTime or Zoom, and my husband kept saying that it needed, he was like, are you sure you really should just do it over the phone? And I was like, no, I really need to see her while I'm talking to her. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely more fun to see people when you talk to them, for sure. It is. Especially for what will hopefully be a great long conversation. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Um, no, I have no concerns about it. So it has been, what did we say, probably like 10 years since we've seen each other? Something like that. Yeah. Maybe we've seen each other here or there, but in general, sure. I now think I, about 10 years. I know I've seen your parents actually several times um, in the last couple of years. So background here, Jordan and I grew up in the same church and... I think, like, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about, like, my interactions, and I'm my earliest ones, at least, and I'm fairly certain, like, I remember her in diapers, like, with a pacifier in her mouth, and I don't know why you would remember this, but you had, like, this pacifier that was a mouth, and that just was, like, I'd never seen one like that. What I don't remember what year you were born. Would that have been, like, the early 90s, or what? Yeah, what were you born? so I was born in 92, and... I mean, it's like the famous passy. Like everyone knows. Oh, you're the kid that had the passy with the lips on it. And <laughs> so this church. is not. Like, this is a thing. This is still a thing. Has it too? Who does? Like in my spe- my mom. Oh still yes. Has my pa- like that passy in like my special box. <laughs> well, I mean, it certainly made a memory. So that is like how I remember. Like the first time, I was like, "Oh, that girl, that little girl is so cute." <laughs> um, she has big lip passy. She has a big lip passy. But so we grew up in the same church, and then I think. Like I, I, my sisters and I, I think both like babysat you guys. You're the oldest. You have a younger brother and a younger sister. We babysat you guys. I could also think of some funny stories from those things. But um, then like as you got older, I was your camp counselor your first year at children's camp when you guys were in third grade. And then your camp counselor again your last year at children's camp. And then like I was your D-Now leader one year. And then like, I don't know if it was your first year at youth camp. Maybe it was your first or second year at youth camp. I was your leader again. Like, I had graduated college and came back. Yeah, it was definitely probably my second year of youth camp. Okay. And then you also came back and did, like, Beauty Overflowing. That's right, and yeah. Like, I was, like, the keynote speaker when I was, like, in high school for, like, the girls' yeah. conferences and weekends. Uh-huh. So. so maybe yeah. that would have been the last time I saw you because I did those for a few years when before Will and I were dating and then even after we were engaged, I think, one year. So maybe that was it. Yeah. That probably was the last time. Okay, yeah. So it was like, I remember there was like a really distinct, like, beautiful correlation with the fact that, like, the Lord just kept pairing me with y'all's age group. Like, I kept being with you guys over and over again. And I loved it. Like, thankfully, like, 
you guys like we it was, loved it. Uh, it was we people I liked. Like, yes, Kayla again. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I have such good such good memories from all those things. And so then like um I go I think even like after in college I would come back. I can remember like picking you and Emily up a few times and just going out like I don't know for pancakes or something. Like we would hang out some when I'd come in town. Yeah, we went to Uncle Bill's I think, a few right. times for some pancakes. Yes. And then we came over to your house and like decorated cupcakes or cookies or something. Oh, like okay. Christmas decorating maybe. That sounds I don't right. Remember exactly, but <laughs> yeah. Yep. Man, that is so fun. So I think like I love that like somebody that I got to spend a lot of time with, and but the, and that's one of the beautiful things I think or not think but know and believe like beautiful things about the body of Christ and just people that share the spirit in them is like we can go this many years and in a lot of ways I feel like just say hey catch me up but like I still feel like there's a lot of connection between the two of us because of all those shared things definitely and um that was when you were my leader that really shaped my young walk with Christ so you don't probably don't know how much of a role you played (laughs) in my life but um you're like one of the main reasons why I went to church stayed in church read my Bible, listened mm-hmm. to, literally, I listened to Christian worship music, falling to sleep, because that's what Kayla did. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm not kidding. But, oh. um, yeah, so, like, those little moments of playing or decorating cookies mm-hmm. or goofing off in mm-hmm. someone's basement really did, like, shape my walk with the Lord. Oh. Thank you for so, sharing cool. that with me. I love that. I love that so much. Well, I am excited to hear more from you then, like in terms of like, uh, like tell me about you then, like, cause it's been so long. Like, tell me about your life since high school. Okay. So, um, I started dating my husband in high school. We were 16. Okay. I couldn't remember and if I you guys were high we school, were sweetheart. Dating. It was okay. like, oh, I have a crush on you. You right. have a crush on me. And so we're boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. And then, um, we graduated, I went down to Baylor University in Texas, and he actually went and played baseball at Covenant College in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. Okay. So we did, we actually stayed together all four years on distance. I highly recommend it when you're right out of high school to not follow a boyfriend or a girlfriend, Mm -hmm. but four years was a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, I went to Baylor, I got a nursing degree down there, so I'm I'm a registered nurse, Mm -hmm. and we came back graduated in 2015 we both moved back to st louis and got married a couple months after we graduated i worked as a nurse uh, at the critical care cardiac units at mercy and Uh in the or at missouri baptist and my husband is a financial advisor so that's a little bit about us i remember in 2018 we had our first son hudson in 2019 we had emerson and now i'm pregnant with our third kid because knock them out congratulations yeah i just saw that the other day that's so exciting yeah um i remember seeing your engagement video on facebook so there's a lot of things like that that social media has uh, allowed us especially in relationships like this where you maybe don't see people all the time but like i feel like there's a lot of things that i've been able to keep up with um in some ways because of that yeah facebook has been helpful because i definitely follow you and your husband and your boys and I feel like I kind of know what's happening sure. in life. Like, you know that he was laying under the kitchen sink yesterday, and I was debating whether or not to tickle him while he was installing the, yes, the, the I garbage did. I disposal. Wasn't sure what to put. Yes or no? <laughs> he 
was so frustrated that I was taking pictures, but I was like, I, it's either take this picture or actually tickle you. And that was what I was trying to keep from doing. <laughs> I was giggling about the thought of it so much. Oh, um, so you, are you still a nurse or? So I am currently not working. Okay. Um, as you'll, we'll talk more later. My son Hudson was born in 2018 mm-hmm. and he has some, some, pretty big medical issues mm-hmm. and so I had an extended maternity leave yeah. and went back got pregnant again Emerson is the greatest surprise that yeah. we didn't know we wanted right um and so I worked part-time pregnant with her had her and that my maternity leave ended then it was March of 2020 and I just felt called like early March like March yeah. 8th and I was like, I just can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. And yeah. so I quit. And then the pandemic happened. And yeah. I'm like, I think I'm going to stay away for a while. <laughs> so yeah. I'm currently not working as a nurse. Okay. But okay. I, one day we'll get back to it. Yeah. So tell me, so that was one of the things, like, as I prayed a lot, I've been spending a lot of time praying about, like, people to have conversations with on the podcast. And... I just felt like the Lord kept bringing your name up. And as I would see things again, like having followed you and like still feeling connected to you in so many ways. And like the, the things that you have posted about Hudson and following you guys on that journey and praying for you at different times when there's been things, you know, that have been, been big challenges. I have, there's just been a a beautiful way of how you have like walked through those things. And, you know, specifically the language of like using like that Hudson's life glorifies God and all the things. And so like, I really would love to talk about that. Can you tell us about Hudson and some of the struggles and the ways that you've um, walked through it? Sure. Um, I'll start with, so he was born June 27th, 2018. And we were so excited. Like normal pregnancy had mm-hmm. absolutely no complications, no warning flags, um, easy delivery, nothing, nothing shocking. Just excited to be new parents and have a little baby boy. Yeah. And then at his twenty-four hour checkup in the hospital, uh, the doctor comes in the room without him, and I kind of had a feeling something was off. He just seemed extra sleepy. He mm-hmm. wasn't eating, but. I didn't know what was normal for a newborn to eat or not. And um, they're saying that his blood sugars are really low and he started having some seizures in the checkup. Mm -hmm. So we kind of panicked, but everyone's like, it's going to be okay. It's kind of, this can happen. This can happen. Well, within the hour he was getting ambulance down to children's hospital and placed in the NICU and I was stuck at Missouri Baptist trying to find a way to get down to my baby. Um, so June 28th was, I would say it's like, I claim it as like the worst day I've ever yeah. had. He was, um, we spent the night in the NICU together and there is a team of 12 to 10 doctors in the room constantly trying to stop his seizures and completely sedate him and keep him breathing. And we had no reason understanding why yeah we're just what no one knew what was the cause other Mm -hmm. than he had low blood sugars but no one knew why so we spent the first six weeks of his life in the NICU which is where we found out that he is missing a portion of his brain it's called the corpus callosum so Mm -hmm. it's the portion that connects both hemispheres okay and a part of that means that his pituitary gland which is in your brain that controls all your hormones doesn't communicate to the rest of his body to create hormones. Mm -hmm. So the reason his blood sugars are all dropped and he was because his brain didn't tell his body to function properly. 
We also found out that he um, would be blind and probably develop. They told us at in the, after the MRI that he most likely not live very long and ha- and he'd be a vegetable mm-hmm. and there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Um, and at that moment in the hospital, mm-hmm. I mean, I had this new baby and I'm a control. For, I like to control things. I yeah. like things. I know. I like order. Mm-hmm. And. I had to hand my baby mm-hmm. off to other people mm-hmm. and lay him at the feet of God and yeah. say, God, this is out of my control. Mm-hmm. I have, I can't fix him. Even though I'm a nurse and I'm educated, yeah. I can't take the pain away from him because it, I can't. No one knows what to do. You did this for a reason. You created Hudson mm-hmm. and yeah. you created him the way you did. You had this all occur the way it occurred. Um, he's yours. And as a new parent, every you you learn that you can't control your kids over obviously mm-hmm. their their own person. Right. But twenty four hours into parenthood, I'm like, okay, God, he's yours. Yeah. Solely yours, and I give him back to you mm-hmm. um, if that's what you need. But if not, use him to point others to you. Yeah. You. This is our kind of our ministry, mm-hmm. um, and. I think I grew up, you know, my parents taught me and what the Bible teaches me is that our purpose in life is to bring glory to God. Yeah. God created us to glorify him mm-hmm. in all things. Yeah. Some people can be pastors. Some people can be extreme athletes. Some people are really good at writing and reading. And no matter what, we're supposed to bring glory to God. And so Hudson um, is so sweet and he's mm-hmm. so cute. He's three years old, and developmentally, he's probably about an eight or nine month old. Yeah, and he brings glory to God. Yeah, by being who God created him to be. Yeah, and that's what I want people to know. Mm-hmm. I want them to know Christ, and even though Hudson can't say the words or go out and serve people mm-hmm. or show anybody some great talent he has Mm -hmm. just by being Hudson and how God created him. He is pointing others to Christ and bringing glory to God. I wouldn't recommend that way of being a medically complex child and causing your parents stress and stuff, (laughs) but um, God is using him and using us to bring others to Christ, which has been really cool to watch. Yeah. What, um, like, do you have stories of that? Of how he's doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I post on Facebook, oh, pray for Hudson. Right. While he's going in for, like, a minor procedure. Mm-hmm. And I get so many comments, and people are calling us. And we've had people in the Philippines, in South Africa, in Europe who I've never even met Mm -hmm. who have heard through so-and-so about this boy Hudson Mm -hmm. and they started praying for the first time in years or Hudson has taught them about G like they've opened their Bible for the first time when I posted a verse Mm -hmm. that went along with Hudson Yeah, or like last week we were at trunk or treat. I saw those pictures. (laughs) He was sitting there just, he's just a cute little boy sitting in his stroller and 
he's famous. Hmm. Literally, people we don't know, like who just came to Trunk or Treat, were like, "Oh my gosh, is it Hudson? We pray for him at school." Aww. I'm like, it's just kind of he has connected us to other people, and mm-hmm. just through prayer and social media, yeah, he is um, pointing others to Christ. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Um, one of the things that um, I noticed, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of that. Like, I've witnessed it from, from you know, watching your social media and things. And one of the things that makes me think about, and I think I, I sent you this in my notes, but, like, my husband, Bill slash Will, who I always refer to in public, usually as both names, uh, had preached a couple weeks ago. We're going through Isaiah at church. And he had preached on Isaiah 49 and how at the end of it, it talks about, like, Israel had left and when they came back they really thought like there would be like hardly anybody there but when they come back they find out that like there's actually a ton of descendants and Israel had actually grown to be a lot of the things that God had promised and you know the numbers that it would be and they came back and were like shocked and you know God was like I've been where he was telling the servant like I've been working this whole time and just that I, I love that idea and it builds such confidence in me to think through like God has been working through all things, through all people, all the time. And like it, when it when it's all done at the end, like we will just be amazed at like, because you know, you get to look through it through the lens of like Hudson and yet there's other people, other kids like looking through it, looking at it through the lens of like their classroom and who they're praying for. And like, so there's ways that the Lord works in us, but it's also working through other people all the time too. And like, it just gives me such confidence. I think we can really easily be, as humans, we have this filter of like looking through things, how they affect us and what it is about our lives. But if we can remember like that God is doing something so much bigger and working his glory out through like a, such a greater, greater perspective for sure. That, that evokes a lot of emotion in me to think about in that way, for sure. I say to go along with God working for, for our good and his glory in all things I'm a nurse. I went to school to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. I am medically trained. And here I am not working, but I have the ability to be an advocate and knowledgeable for my son. My mom tells me all the time, she's like, I'm so glad I paid for that nursing degree. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I wasn't sure what you would use it for, but this is so much more than I ever thought. Um, Like small little things like that or... Hudson has net, but after having Hudson, I have gained a more heavenly perspective on yeah. things. And even though there's times where I hurt and I wish God would take this burden from me or burden from my son or why, why God, why mm-hmm. did you have to use Hudson? Um, why do you have to, why does he have to struggle? Mm-hmm. And I sit there and think it's for his glory. Mm-hmm. And one day he will be whole. Yes. In yes. And do you know what the first thing he's going to see for the very first time? It'll be Christ in all of his glory. Yeah. Like, I used to cry that he would never see a tree yeah. on our walk. Or I would cry because I'd be taking him and i see a little boy playing basketball. I'd like, my little boy will never be able to play basketball. Yeah. And then I sit there and think, my son will never see some 
the, the dirty things in this world. Yeah. But the first thing his his eyes will fully open up to see is when he walks, he gets greeted at the gates of heaven. What an amazing, amazing thought. And so, to God has a better, a better plan. Yeah. And it's going to be good, and it's going to be okay. It's just, it's amazing how, like you said in Isaiah 49, how God, there's a bigger picture that we mm-hmm. won't see and one day we will. And even yeah. as time goes on, I we have seen God's goodness in all the things that we've already experienced. So. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. I am needing Kleenexes, but I think my shirt is, is sufficing. I'll have I to change it later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. What um, I do, I, so... What so I want to talk about your nursing degree, even like just the way that the Lord has orchestrated those things. Tell me about how you picked. Is that like one of those face wash washcloths? No, it's actually like a kid's. Oh, it's a bib. She's using a bib to wipe her tears, friends. (laughs) I'm just using my shirt. Um, so tell me about yeah when you chose to like chose that nursing degree. So I actually had a sports injury my senior year of high school, Uh and I had to go to physical therapy and I was like, I'm going to be a physical therapist. I love this. And then I went to school for it, sat through my first chemistry class as a pre-med chem mm-hmm. PT student. I was like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> and um, I knew I wanted to do medical fields. And my grandmother is a retired nurse anesthetist and my dad works in the OR at and so they're both like, you should just do nursing because then you can have so many new opportunities. Like you can do all these different things with it. If you want to go on and do more, you can. So I was like, okay, that sounds great. So I went into nursing and I loved it. I mean, I, I, I think the human body is so cool and God's created us. It's amazing. And I like helping people heal It's or, or and have a better, healthier life. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when I went, it's why I went into nursing and I did do a pediatric rotation. And I remember I was in Dallas children's as a nursing student working in pediatrics and my heart, I couldn't, I couldn't phys, like emotionally handle yeah. it. I was, I was good at it. I was good at them taking care of them and understanding what mm-hmm. to do. It just broke my heart to see sick little children. And I yeah. remember calling my mom, I will not be a pediatric nurse. That is way too sad. I can't handle that. It hurts wow. my heart. Yeah. And lo and behold, I'm spending most of my... You're a living pediatric no, nurse. I'm living it. Yes. But um, no, it's it's a great career choice if yeah. anyone who's interested. Right. And um, it's been a big blessing. My husband is a financial advisor, which is great because I do nothing with numbers and <laughs> he can handle all that. But when Hudson is sick or has been in the hospital or needs new medication, he is, he goes, I'm so glad you know what to say mm-hmm. and what to do, because if not, he might not be here yeah. or he might, they might do things to him that aren't necessary. Mm-hmm. And there's even times where I'll go with my friends when their kids have something scary. I'm like, hey, you yeah. need to ask them these questions and yeah. let them try this. And it's just been a big blessing from a knowledge standpoint, mm-hmm. how to communicate with doctors and nurses and 
understand labs and procedures mm-hmm. and be able to navigate that for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, just it is such a blessing to have someone in your your life that knows more medical. I mean, it could be medical things or just even like to have a good array of people that can help you with things that you don't know, you know. And so, like, medical stuff can be overwhelming to me. And so, I'm really thankful. My mother in law is a pharmacist, and my sister in law is a just finished her nurse practitioner and my cousin's a doctor and so I feel like I'm always like um hey I need to ask you this question how do I ask the doctor for if if anybody ever had a I mean I feel like I say all the time well my mother-in-law's a pharmacist and she told me this (laughs) like it's just so helpful to have somebody that knows that when you don't know something and so that's really sweet even in the way that you've been able to like walk alongside your friends and those things with that which I love again like this body like the body of Christ and the way that we can be the hands and feet in different ways when we need those different different things that we don't have yeah well actually last night in my bible study we were talking about spiritual gifts Uh and it specifically was talking about how god has given each one of us spiritual gifts to help encourage build up and minister to Mm -hmm. others in the church and outside the church yeah and i'm like one of my friends in Bible study has a spiritual gift that is totally not mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm so grateful you do that because I see how God works through you. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. your gift is a blessing to me. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. So it, it is amazing how God uses each of us to work together to help others and to bring glory. Yeah. So I actually want to go back to your nursing story and then like take a step back further, even just in the context again of like the Lord working all things out. Like, so like the idea of your, you know, you being a nurse, but then like, I even think that like this knee injury kind of triggered all, did did you say it was a knee injury or what was your? Um, It actually was an ankle. Ankle. Okay. I ended up hurting my knee in college. So Okay. So thinking back to the like injury in high school and like how that can be like devastating as a high school athlete but then seeing that that actually helped put into motion what would end up being a nursing degree that serves you so well now like what like take me back to high school Jordan that has this injury like what what did that feel like at the time it was very frustrating Mm mm-hmm I, I it was actually in the district championship game of my junior year at basketball wow and it was just frustrating, and I felt stuck mm-hmm. and helpless because I couldn't. I was hurt. I mm-hmm. couldn't. I couldn't get off the court, yeah. and then I was in a boot for weeks, and I couldn't play my spring sport because I was in a boot. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I, I have never thought of it as that was like a catalyst as to why I wanted to go into the medical field, mm-hmm. but it is a painful tidbit of time that projectile moved my my life in a yeah. forward motion that I didn't even think about. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, it's like it's literal beauty from ashes and like just the way that the Lord, like you look at John 15 and I talk about this all the time. I think I have on another podcast, but like that the way that he prunes things and it's, it's the grapes that make it through the the hardest um, weather conditions and and most difficult like soil and things that produce the best wine like that's what John 15 is talking about like producing these grapes through like pain and difficulty and discipline and yet like there's so much beauty and and fruit like literal like beautiful ripe fruit that comes from that 
Yes, definitely. And then looking at like any hard circumstances in life or just even parenting or marriage, Mm -hmm. sanctifying, like the hard parts is just sanctifying us and taking, pruning us of our selfishness and our ways to make us more like Christ. Yeah. So that is cool. Yeah. So tell me, I'm going to jump a totally different direction here. Tell me about like rhythms in your life or marriage. And I know that like you have family that comes alongside you, but like having a kid with like, that's like medically complex and like, what does it look like for like just your normal like rhythms, like that are, that would be different maybe with families that don't have medically complex children and, or like just what childcare looks like, what it looks like to like, just have to invest and work harder at things sometimes. I will say since he was my first, I didn't know much different. Sure, yeah. Um, but I do have a typical Emerson, my two year old, is wild, bossy, mm-hmm. active, completely normal. Uh-huh. And it's it's a different pace. Like I said, Hudson is probably developmentally about an eight or nine month old. Yeah. So I have he is easy because I can put him somewhere and he doesn't run all over my house or get into things, Mm -hmm. but he has also have, has more needs. Like we have to eat, he, we need to feed him ourselves. Like someone has to sit there and physically feed him his dinner or his lunch and he can't walk. So we have to physically pick him up and carry him or Mm -hmm. put him in a stroller or Mm -hmm. any form of like moving device to help move him. Right. And our life really does run around a lot of therapies. So he gets like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. He has lots of doctor's appointments that we take him to just for routine blood work and checkups. Mm -hmm. And for childcare, that's one reason why I'm not working as a nurse is because he will require higher level of care. Mm -hmm. And one, like I said, I I like to control things and Mm -hmm. I know him so well and I have. I know what he can and can't handle. I like to be really hands-on with him. And we are also really blessed. Both of sets of grandparents, my parents and my husband's parents live here. Uh-huh. And so do our siblings. So we do have lots of, like, help. Yeah. But um, that's what I, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom now, mm-hmm. mostly because of Hudson and to take care of him and take him to therapies. Mm-hmm. And he's also taught us a lot about patience yeah and emerson has learned a lot about patience. i mean as a, she doesn't know anything different her yeah. big brother is kind of like her little brother but sure. we've taught her from the get go quiet we don't touch faces we we can pat pat or just certain things that she is more aware of others around her yeah just because of hudson yep um yeah yeah, that's a really beautiful picture of the gospel for her, even in the way that I think you talk about like Hudson's life impacting so many other people. I think you're you're absolutely right. Like the way that Emerson is learning to be aware of other people is like being aware of how to love everybody and meet them where they where they need to be met in their needs and things. That's really beautiful. Yeah, definitely. And like, we have friends with kids with similar ages, and my nieces are the same age as Emerson. And it's just fun to watch them interact with Hudson mm-hmm. because they, you can see the childlike spirit where they know there's something different, but they all love him. Yeah, like he is like everyone's favorite. All oh. look at Huddy Hudson, Huddy, <laughs> my, my buddy Huddy. Where's my Aww. buddy Huddy? 
and kids will crawl up on like he, he likes to sit on our couch and we had a family friend over and their five-year-old little boy comes over and just sits next to Hudson and says, Hudson, do you want to watch me play my game? Aww. And he held Hudson's hand and patted him on the leg and sat there and explained his game to Hudson. Oh, so sweet. No one taught him yeah. or told him to do that. He just did it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to watch younger generations and kids interact with him mm-hmm. and how even though he's different, mm-hmm. they don't see him as different yeah or they're aware and they include him even though he doesn't notice or care too much yeah I love that so much I think the district has certain like hubs at each elementary school for that specializes in certain needs and so our elementary school specializes in the vision impairment program and so each of my boys has at least one student I, I know of maybe more that are in the vision impairment program but are also in their classrooms and like just hearing stories of them being able to help other students or and because I think especially like with my kindergartner you're right it's like this young age like there's just this childlike spirit that doesn't acknowledge differences in the ways that maybe other grown-up eyes see them and so like when they help them do something because they're aware of the fact that like they need extra help like not out of any kind of like condescending spirit but like a genuine let me help you do this you know like you need some aid in that and so I'm always really encouraged by that seeing seeing little kids for sure step into it that makes me really happy that's so cute because Hudson's in the special school district here but he's he's only a in preschool so he's in like a small like special needs preschool class Mm -hmm. but he is vision impaired so one day he might end up being in a class with more with typical normal children Mm -hmm. but he would know when they're approaching and they Mm -hmm. and it's fun to see little kids gently come up to him and Mm -hmm. there's a different spirit that i guess he projects to other kids where they they can be the wildest children in the playground, and all of a sudden they come and go, oh, hi, he's so sweet. Can, what's his name? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell them, they're like, it's nice to meet you. And then they go continue to, like, tackle the next kid in football. <laughs> it's, it's just it's But he brings out, like, watch. a gentler presence in people. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's really sweet. So it sounds to me like you might have still, like, a high need for child care than for Emerson when you're running around all the appointments, or do you take her with you? So before COVID, I took her with us because she would have been little. They were open to more than just the patient and one adult. Um, Since COVID, I do. We have um, my mom come. Like this morning, my mom came over for an hour to watch Emerson, or I'll take Emerson to my in-laws' house or to my sister-in-law's house to play with my niece. So it's been very helpful to have family around. Yeah, and. I also just signed Emerson up. She's just, she has been in mom's day out program at my parents' church this fall. So I'll try to schedule Hudson's appointments and stuff during that so that we, it's easy for me to drop her off and then go take him to where he needs to go and come back. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's been a big blessing to have family around. And when we first got married, I did not want to move back to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. I wanted to leave and cleave. That was what the Bible <laughs> told me, and I was all about it. Oh. And that was the first, like, marriage decision. We were married for, like, maybe a month. And I was 
trying to convince him to take this job in Texas. And he looks at me and goes, Jordan, we're staying here. This is where my network is. This is where I think we need to be for my job and for our family. Wow. We create one. And I was so mad. I remember sitting there going, you're going to come home to a frozen dead wife one day. It's so <laughs> cold up here. <laughs> and he oh, was like, so you're funny. being dramatic. But another looking back, like you said, with like my ankle injury, looking yeah. back, him who is not a, he's very gentle spirited and kind of lets me be loud and bossy. He put his foot down and yeah. it's actually been a very big blessing to be in St. Louis with everybody. And we would never have known right. that our child would be medically complex and that we would need family to be around us or help feed us or take care of our dog or our other kids or it has been a big blessing to be in St. Louis and surrounded by almost too much family. It's hard to split it up sometimes, but it's been good. Yeah, that is hard. We were, we do, uh, one of our favorite things to do as a couple is premarital counseling. You know, when Will gets to, Will Will, gets to marry people and we've been doing some premarital counseling with a couple recently and we walked through a like mock argument well mock like we so we we walked through like communication stuff and different they had some homework on some things that had to do with conflict resolution and so we said okay now let's do like a workshop and we want to like talk through like a what is a current like disagreement right now and like we want to help you like talk through it and observe and and that was like their big thing was like figuring out holidays for the first first round of things so it's real y'all like it was a it was a big deal for them they got it worked out by the next time we talked and it was a really fun thing to follow up with them for but it's a hard thing having to juggle all the family it is I mean we're running into holiday season and we're going to be eating Thanksgiving meal a few times (laughs) Christmas a few times and January will be here and we need a detox. Yeah. Oh, man. So I did want to ask you, um, you said when I first reached out to you about um, talking with me on the podcast, your response was, that's so great. I was just talking to my mom and I said to her, I'd like to be on a podcast or start one. So tell me about that. Um, I, when I love podcasts, that's pretty much all I listen to are podcasts (laughs) from politics to Christian women to pastors to sports sometimes because I really like sports Uh and since I haven't been working and I've been home with Hudson I have kind of just felt almost stuck and I know I'm not stuck and God has me in this role at this time for a reason but I also felt like I have a lot to share Mm -hmm. with Hudson with my experience with health and wellness Mm -hmm. and I just didn't know how to get it out there I love talking with my friends and I Mm -hmm. love talking to you and people catching up with people from high school or college or I like to talk and so I was like I would love to start a podcast and my mom was like oh my gosh you should we can do one together and literally, she bought a book, How to Start a Podcast. It was like the, the one like for dummies, like How to Start a Podcast. Oh, right, right. And I haven't read the book, but <laughs> I've just been – it's been on my heart to somehow communicate 
what God has done in our lives yeah. and to hopefully reach other people. And I thought a, for me, a podcast would be better yeah. than writing. You should do it. I love it. Or a yes. book because I tried journaling for the first couple months after Hudson was born and everything because everyone told me to journal and after a while I'm like today was a day done (laughs) like I'm over it I don't have the patience I have too many words sometimes just to get out and my hand doesn't go fast enough for my mouth yeah so that's kind of I you texted me and I literally was like yes I love to be on a podcast (laughs) I'd love to learn how this whole thing works yeah and then eventually I'd like to maybe start my own I, love I don't that. know exactly which genre it'd be more of a parenting or medically complex kids mm-hmm. or faith-based all of the above I don't really know yeah. how to outline it quite yet and I'm about to have a third kid so who knows if it will happen anytime soon <laughs> when but are you due I'm due February 7th. Okay. But That's I want to kick it out on 2-2-22 because I think that would be a really cool birthday. So you got to hang on a lot longer. No, no the second. Oh, 2-2, two, two, not two, okay. Five days shorter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's doable. Five days that's for sure. doable, right? Yes. Groundhog's Day. There you go. Yes, Groundhog's Day. But we'll only see. once, not like relived forever like Bill Murray. Um, yeah. You were talking about journaling or the, yeah, the journaling. So the book fair was this week for my kiddos. And it's funny because they sent home those flyers. And so they've like circled all these things that they want that just look like the, you know, they look like a scholastic book order, but it's like the things that they'll have at the book for book fair. So they've circled these things and I've given them each money to get like one thing. And there's like this whole coordination with my older son being like, oh, you should get this thing. Cause he like, he wants both. So he's trying to convince his younger brother to get the one, which I wouldn't have like totally let happen, except that I knew that he, he, they both would really like that book. Anyway, they come home, not with those things at all, but partly because I think some of it was sold out by the time they got there. But my oldest came home with a, this like puppy dog diary thing with a lock on it. And I was so surprised, but then I noticed like all the kids bought diaries. So I don't know if it was like the thing this year for everybody to have diaries, but he was like, we're sitting at dinner and he said, um, I had to get puppy dogs because it was the least girly one of all of them. He's like, I know it's still kind of girly, but he's like, but it wasn't a unicorn. (laughs) And then like, it's funny to me to like, he'll sometimes start writing in it. And then he's like, nobody can look at this. Nobody can look at this. And like makes it a big secret thing. It's so cute and funny to me. But when you, you were talking about writing, and so I have, a, have this question, and it's fine. We can take it out if, it's, if this doesn't work. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Yes. Okay. So I'm curious on what your number is and just the way that you process. I'm an eight. Okay. So you're a gut, which would mean um, that those things could be harder for you because I'm a gut processor, which is actually why I like journaling because it forces me to put words to things because I don't always have words. Like I just have um, like feeling gut feelings about it, but it makes sense that, that there's like the breakdown there that, that that's harder. And the way you explain that, that's definitely how I react, how I feel. There's times where like my husband's like, just say what you mean. I go, I don't know what 
to say. It's just there. And if I say something, it's probably going to come off mean. So I <laughs> said like a true eight. <laughs> like my mom said, don't say anything. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. But instead, I'm just going to internalize this and blow up yeah. and, and be mad and cry. And then I can like go back and mm-hmm. verbalize it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I need to get back into journaling because I did look back at my journals from like when Hudson was three to 10 months old mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's, it is cool to look back and read what I was dealing with mm-hmm. or what God was working on in my heart or my questions at that time and seeing where we're at now. It is cool. Mm-hmm. It just requires me to have patience to sit down and actually write it out. Yeah. And not just even because, like I said, I like to get it out fast. Right. And uh, it, my words become really choppy because I'm like, this is what I meant, blah, blah, blah. Like, not full sentences. Sure. Just the facts are right here. Yep. Here yeah. are my bullet points. I have a friend who's who's a nine, and she's a gut processor also because it's like it's um, eight, nine, one, or gut. And she and I are always like, we can give you a sound. Like, I can't give you words, but I could, like, give you the sound about how I feel. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, so I feel about it. Yes. So, <laughs> Which, uh, like, I, I know that sounds like a frustrated <laughs> sound, but trust me, there's a lot more to it than just frustrated. That's why I need the sound, not the word. <laughs> um, I just had another memory of something from a long time ago. I'm pretty sure didn't you spend the night with me one time when I was like when I was babysitting or nannying with people that were out of town I think you like spent the night one night I did was it with the Bruckners yes <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that I just liked me. you around yes. me all the time <laughs> I do remember that now that now that you mentioned it. yeah I don't know what made me think of it a second ago but it came to mind maybe just because we I keep thinking about just you trying to get our gut emotions out and yeah going, blah, blah, blah. Here it all is right now, fast. Ah, did you see what they did? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so tell me what in what's what in life right now, what's difficult or hard for you right now in life? It's difficult for me to be at home. Yeah. And I I didn't realize how much of an extrovert I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the extrovert where I'll show up at a party and I'm like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all over the place. Right. I just like to be in other people's company. Sure. Um, and when I was in college, even when I would be studying, I would go over to like my aunt and uncle's house and just sit in their living room and study while mm-hmm. they were living their life with yeah. their children. Or I would go to my friend's house and sit there and like, I just don't like, to be by myself yeah. or in home. And even though I'm technically not by myself, I do have Hudson and Emerson around. They it's don't different. speak English right. well. <laughs> <laughs> so I do struggle with trying to find ways to get out or mm-hmm. have an outlet yeah. um, and just be involved in other things, which I think a lot of people are experiencing too, especially since last year, 2020 with right. COVID things shutting down and things not being open or not as many activities or like, I used to love to go to workout classes mm-hmm. and those are kind of hard to get into now. Sure. Or I don't have babysitters to watch my kids to go to a spin class. Um, so I think what I'm really struggling with is finding kind of like my community yeah 
and going out and just not just being at home all the time sure. and being with my kids all the time because I love them. Right. But then I also get really burnt out. Sure. And I'm over it. Yeah. By the end of the day, and I'm like, okay. Sure. Well, and especially if you're an if you're an extrovert, like it, you're right. Like an extrovert doesn't have to be the life of the party. By definition, like an extrovert just gets energy from being around people, and so like there's there's that level of it too, and like English speaking relational grownups can be a different level of that than children the, the presence of that what are your so are there like do you have like evening availability to do things like when your husband comes home and you can go out with people some or I do have some I just have to make sure I plan it and that's the other thing that's interesting my husband is an introvert like, he <laughs> loves to sit on the couch like, yeah. I, lo- I can sit on the couch all weekend long and be like totally fine I'm like let's go do something let's leave let's go outside let's go to this place let's try this let's call a friend and um it's interesting because he gets to go out because of work like right. he leaves every day to go to work and then he have like meetings or work lunches mm-hmm. or his buddies mostly my brother <laughs> be, hey can you meet me to play golf after work or hey can you want to go hit some balls or be my buddy because my brother's an extrovert too. And like my, my introvert husband has all these extrovert friends, which makes sense. Right. <laughs> I, as an extrovert, have all these introvert friends where I'm like, why don't you want to go do something with me? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I do have some time freedom in the evenings. I just have to, it takes lots of intentional planning. Sure. Especially with friends who have little kids mm-hmm. or some friends work all day and then they're like, well, I want to sit home. I haven't seen my babies right. because I was at work all day. So it's just a season of life. Yeah. And it will hopefully pick up again sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with our boys, it, it was this, I like, there was a lot of preparation in my heart that the Lord did like things to show me ahead of time, like how different it would be this fall when I sent my youngest to kindergarten and so I was thankful that I had had friends that had gone before me in some of that, that like caused me to think through some of the stuff that I maybe wouldn't have. Um, and so for instance, so like, nor- so my husband is off on Fridays cause he's a pastor. And so, cause Sundays are a work day <laughs> always. Um, and so we now like get to have date days on Friday. Well, every other Friday I work, I help my sister out, um, every other Friday. And so like, on alternating Fridays, then like we have a date day, which has like been so huge because we, we were not ever good about normal rhythms of date nights and all the things. Um, we're good about spending time together a lot, but not like maybe like going out or doing certain things. And there have been seasons where we've done that better than others. But anyway, just even like, what, what is this? It's currently November. And so we're just a few months into like the school year. And I already feel like we have this great, like, rhythm of that that feels so different than like two years ago you know and so like now there's all this time and we had some really sweet friends this week just text and say hey we'd love to give you guys a date night if you want um we could come stay with your kids you know in the next week or so and we were like oh how about friday because i did it today we didn't get our date day and there was a minute where i was like oh well do we like that's so sweet of them i don't feel like i have this like horrible desperate need for it like i have in the past and i was like oh because we're getting regular rhythms of that which i'm so thankful for but because we didn't get it today i was like oh yes yes please you can come tonight and we'll go out to dinner (laughs) 
Thanks for spending your date day with me. Oh, yes. No, I love it so much. And he, like, seriously has been such a blessing with all these things. I wouldn't have been able to, to do it if he wasn't here to set it up. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, um, no, definitely. It's amazing to look back how rhythms do change. Like, even from, like, how we were before we had kids and then we have Hudson and then how different it was with two kids. Like, just every and then COVID, everything's different, which you get into your rhythms mm-hmm. and we're slowly getting into one just like with preschools and fall and yeah. mom's day out with Emerson and then it'll be holidays and I'll be like what school break and you'll be like now all these introverts have to hang out with me yes, <laughs> because we're getting to together be for friends. things <laughs> too bad their families want them too it's Christmas <laughs> oh so what tell me then what's good in life right now um I feel like we are just very blessed. Yeah. We've, we came out of a really crazy season in September and early October where Hudson was very sick and we didn't know if he'd live. Mm-hmm. And I was, once again, was handing him over to God. Hey, God, yeah. like, first of all, if you have to ever decide if your child lives or dies, that is, like, the worst decision to ever mm. have. Like, that is gut-wrenching. Yeah. What to do. Um, but he, we are just very, we feel very, very blessed to have him Mm -hmm. for however long we have him and he's back to normal, which is Mm. a miracle from what they were like, people were, the doctors were like blown away. Like, what do you mean he's going home? What do you mean he's back at school? What do you mean he's doing all this therapies? What do you mean? Yeah. That's amazing. So we are very, very blessed to have him. And then Emerson just turned two this week and she's been, she is so funny and so fun to watch. And man, is she going to give us a run for our money one day? Good thing she's small. Um, and then we have another one coming, which half the time we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. People keep asking, where are you going to, where's he going to sleep? I go, I don't know, somewhere. I gonna, if it's, if it's in somewhere, it'll be, the baby will be okay. We'll keep it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're just very blessed and I think Mm -hmm. just kind of enjoying the time we have with each other and our kids and our families and like, we still have like both sets of parents and my grandparents are around. It's just, it's a good season Mm -hmm. right now just to be surrounded by people that we love and yeah, that's so great. I do. So when you said you know, the doctors and the medical professionals are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, like, what do you guys get to say then? Um, first, like from a medical standpoint, I say he's here because you don't know. Yeah. You can't, you don't know what's going to happen. Your doctors and nurse, I mean, it's part of kind of how we're wired. Mm -hmm. We kind of have a, greater than that got like a, a healing complex that we know better because yeah. we're trained to keep you alive or help you. We right. are here to help you and we know what we're doing. We're medically right. trained. Yeah. We've done this before. So part of me is like, everyone is different and you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. You can have out guesses and out, like from experience, but mm-hmm. you don't know. And two, I, uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty blunt with the doctors and nurses. I'm like, he's in God's hands, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, Andrew, is like, 
I mean, you're not wrong, but man, you're so straightforward. It kind of, he's like, can I, he always sits, he's like, I'm going to go sit back here and you can go talk. <laughs> hey, the doctors are around and they have questions. Okay. You go, you go discuss with them because <laughs> like he's in God's hands. And, mm-hmm. and if like, and when we had those scary moments where we, they did ask, they literally came out and asked, what do you want to do if his heart stops? Yeah. Cause he's coding right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I go, what are our options? And we, I said, do what you need to do. And if not, it's God's in control. Like, do your best, and we'll pray that we made a wise decision. And the whole time, they're like, and we keep when we do. I do say he's a miracle, but we are blessed, and God, he, God has a plan for Hudson. Yeah. It's just kind of, yeah, he's, he's a, he went, he tanked fast, but he bounced back fast. Yeah. It's just kind of a huddy, a huddy thing. Yeah. Everyone always asks what, it must be so hard to be his mom. I go, actually 90% of the time he's really easy because yeah. he doesn't talk back. He doesn't get any, <laughs> like he saves plays. Right. He's really cute. He's, he's predictable. But the 10% yeah. that's bad, it's bad. Like, like intense. Can, like, he's trying to die. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> or yes. he decided to stop breathing for some random reason and we don't know why. Oh my. But other than that, it's, he's pretty good. Yeah. Oh man. Man. Oh man. So here is my last question that I have for you, because like, I love that the Lord is glorified in our laughter. So I want you to tell us what has made you laugh the hardest most recently. The hardest? Yeah. What have you laughed at like super hard most recently? Okay. I, you know me, I laugh at all poop and fart jokes that I was not going to bring it up because I I could talk about all the jokes from camp, but since you did... No, I won't bring that one. I mean, most recently, <laughs> yesterday, um, Emerson had a really nasty poop, and Andrew goes, oh, no, she pooped. I go, okay, good, go take care of it. And I'm in the kitchen, and he's down the hall in her room, and I just hear, oh, no, oh, 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 no, oh, no, oh, 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 oh. And I'm just sitting there, like, crying. I'm like, it w- yes, it was, a st- it was kind of a sour diaper, but it's, this is not new news. And he we was yelling help. Children. He was yelling for your help. And, like, and I'm just sitting there, like, watching him just laughing. And she's like, poopy daddy? Poopy? Poopy daddy? And he's like, oh, oh, like gagging in the corner. <laughs> oh, the gagging. Oof. But yes, any good poop, fart jokes, I mean, I can't, I can't help it. I'm like every high school boy's, like, dream date because if they <laughs> fart, I'll just laugh. <laughs> I can't help it. Well, having being surrounded by boys in my house, there would there would be lots of laughter from you, no doubt. Oh yeah, we <laughs> have a good on, time. Yes, good grief, Jordan. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yes, thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, I really am thankful for the things that you shared, and I just have a lot of hope for you guys. And I'm excited for. I will listen to your podcast whenever that comes out someday. I'll have you be my guest. Yes, that's That'd all I ever fun. wanted. 
You guys, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast today as much as I did. The conversation with Jordan was so encouraging to me, and especially the moment when she talked about Hudson opening his eyes in heaven the very first time just had me done for. And so I am certain that it was as encouraging to you all. Like I'm thinking about that for days now. And if you are interested in following Jordan or knowing more about their story, you can follow her on Instagram at Jordan M. Beck. Two, three. And you can also follow their hashtag, Our Huddy Buddy. And she tags their photos and things about Hudson and praying for him at different times when he has procedures coming up. So she would love for you to join her there in their journey. So thanks for being a part of today. We look forward to next week.